Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. We're your hosts and PGA golf coaches, Piers Ward and Andy Proudman. Each week we're going to share with you our 20 plus years of coaching experience to bring you top tips, the latest information and trends, along with some of the world's best in the golf industry to help you play the best golf of your life. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it and help you take charge of your game. Hi everybody, welcome to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And boy, do we have an amazing guest on the show today. Now, recently we got asked to head down to Wentworth Golf Club to host a day with Sergio Garcia. We sat down with him and did a Q&A. We took him on the golf course and sort of walked the hole with him as well. So what we thought we'd do is we thought we'd put together the, uh, the Q&A for you guys to sort of to listen to what he had to, had to say. Now, it was 20 years. Sergio was celebrating 20 years with Adidas Golf, and it was amazing for, for us to sort of talk through his whole career and, and get to sit down next to him and ask him all these questions. And Sergio was very open, actually. He really was not afraid to, to talk about his personal life, his golf, some of the, some of the difficulties that he's had, um, his relationship with Adidas, and, and how his team around him is so important. So... Hopefully you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of value from this from from a, an incredible golfer, obviously 2017 Masters champion. So when somebody like that, you get an opportunity to sit down with him. Certainly the ears are are open and ready to ready to take on board what he, whatever he has to say. So without further ado, let's get into today's podcast with Sergio Garcia. Let's take charge of your game. And I'll give you Piers and Andy from me and my golf. Right. Okay, so uh, first of all, before we start, a massive thank you to Adidas for obviously putting this day on. Uh, It's great for you guys to obviously turn up as well. It's a big honour for us as well because we're massive Sergio Garcia fans, for sure. So, without further ado, please welcome to the stage European golfing legend, 2017 Masters champion and Ryder Cup superstar, Sergio Garcia. Seats. How are you? Good, and you guys? Very good, very good. Um, so before we get started, I think we should go back to where it all began. But even more daunting assignment, hard by the base of a tree. But with the fearless exuberance of youth, he made flush contact and then high-tailed up the hill after it, jumping just in time to see his ball find the putting surface. An incredible shot and one of the most remarkable shots in the annals of PGA Championship history. I just made the swing and when I hit it, I closed my eyes and I moved back just in case I hit the tree. And I saw the ball going just left of the, of the green with a little fade going to the green and it was, it was incredible. Sergio, obviously that was 20 years ago, but by the looks of it, you can still do it. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't show that uh, I almost broke my leg when I landed. <laughs> but that, no, but um, yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, recreating the shot um, early this year with, uh, with Adidas for, for the 20-year anniversary was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I was, um, you know, some of the guys were impressed that I could still get some air. So. <laughs> I mean, just going back to the shots, what, what on earth was going through your head when you were playing that? Well, it's, it's funny because at that moment, you, you're not, 
you're not thinking about what could go wrong. You know, obviously, um, you know, I was I was in the mix. I was uh, I was fighting Tiger to for the PGA Championship at Medina. Uh, I think I was one shot back at the moment, uh, something like that. So I was just focusing, trying to get to the number to see if I could uh, if I could beat him uh, or at least get to a playoff. So when I when I saw the ball, I obviously saw an opening that I could I could hit it a little bit left of the green, try to cut it back into the green. Obviously the tree kind of came in a little bit, so there was a possibility of clipping the tree a little bit with a either with a clap or or maybe with the ball uh, as it, if, it, if it came out a little right. Yeah, that's why that's why the <laughs> please don't. Please don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, you just. At that moment, you're just trying to see. I was just looking at what I could do, not so much what could go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why, you know, that's why I saw the possibility. Obviously, the other possibility was to chip it out, maybe 40, 50 yards, and then hit my third into the green, probably with, with probably with like a wedge or something like that. But, but it's a 16th hole at Medina. It's it's uncomfortable because it kind of goes up and then down and then goes back up to the green. So unless you get it all the way to the top of the ridge, you can't really see the green. Um, so even even if you're hitting a wedge, it's, it's tough to, to get the right line and stuff. So I wanted to make sure I, I didn't make a bogey, uh, so, I, so I didn't lose track. And um, you know, went for it and was able to, to hit it on the green. It's a good job you did, otherwise I wouldn't have that video. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> so you're only 19 years old in that in that major there. I mean, that's a young age to play in a major, but to actually compete at, and challenge challenge to win. How did that feel? Uh, it felt amazing. The whole the whole week, obviously, uh, the whole year was was unbelievable. Uh, turned pro and and things were went amazing right away for me. So that that was very fortunate, and um, to be able to. To be in contention to to win uh, what was my second major as a professional uh, at that time was was amazing and to have the chance of doing that and not only that but because of having that really good week I was securing my PJ2 card uh, I was getting myself into the Ryder Cup team and and it was something that you know obviously the the, the PJ2 card and the European Tour card. It's something that was in my mind, but being being a part of the Ryder Cup team in '99 after I turned pro in in, in April, uh, it, it really wasn't you know uh, it wasn't really a thought in my in my yeah. head and until until it happened and you know uh, after that it's you know we know what's happened. So. Absolutely. <laughs> were you surprised at how well you adapted to that though? I mean, it's obviously were you expecting that to happen when you turned pro? Well, you always. I mean, I was I was fortunate to to have a, a, a really good amateur career. So you always hope, you know, just hopefully just keep going the same way. But but it is it is funny because you start from scratch. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how how good a an amateur career you have. Once you turn pro, you you're starting from zero. And uh, yeah, obviously doing well before it gives you confidence in top. But then you're playing at a different level now against you know guys that that been doing it for the whole life and, and you know how, how good they are. So um, I was hoping that, that things were going to go well, but, uh, but I, I didn't know they were going to go that, that well that, mm -hmm. that, that quickly.
Absolutely. And I think, as we can see, you're not afraid to play from sort of different lines. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I remember, I want to say that was 2010, um, Bay Hill. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, there was, a, there was a big storm coming right that day. And I think uh, that was on the 10th hole, and it actually, they called it off like on the 13th. So uh, three holes after. Um, unfortunately, I kind of hurt myself a little bit, um, like climbing up the tree and kind of my shoulder a little bit, and, and I had to pull out later on. But um, to me, the funniest thing about about that shot is not actually the shot; it's how the ball stayed where where it did. <laughs> I remember I hit my tee shot, uh, hit a fiber, and hit a little right and. I mean, you could see the tree is not like a thick tree or anything like that. And, and it obviously just hit the tree. And somehow it just landed on this little, I don't know, bird nest or something. That, that, that was just the tree there. And the ball just must have gone boom, boom. And uh, I remember when I got there and they told me the ball is right up there. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, so um, once, I saw, once I saw the ball up there, I was like, OK. Uh, what can I do here? Obviously, I can drop down here, two club length. I'm still going to have the tree in the way. I'm, I'm probably not even going to have a shot to the green. So then I started looking at possibilities of, of going up there. I'm like, well, you know, I think I can get up there. One of the, uh, I think one of the referees came in. I jumped in the car and kind of climbed up the tree. And, and then I started looking. I'm thinking, well, you know, how can I try to get it back in the fairway to, to see if I can make par? And, and pretty much the only way I could do it was, was that way, kind of backhanded, one-handed shot because I couldn't, I couldn't like have a stance uh, because of the, the, the branches. Um, so it was, it was funny. It was one of those moments that, you know, I was just trying to get it back in there, and obviously everyone loved it and got a massive a amount of cheer. hits yeah, on, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Did you make power in the end? Uh, I didn't. No. I, I, yeah, I hit my third. Like, like I was telling you, then when I when I climbed back of the tree, I started doing swings, and you know, from climbing and stuff, I must have pulled a little something on on my left shoulder, and I started doing swings, and and you know, my my, my shoulder just didn't feel quite right, so I hit on the green and, and two padded, but then. Played a couple extra, a couple more holes, and and then when they called it off, you know, I I realized that you know my, my shoulder was like tightened up or something, and, and unfortunately, um, you know, had to had to withdraw. Uh, but uh, just think all those views you got there. Yeah, <laughs> a whole bunch of views. So it's yeah, a lot of people remember my both my three shots. <laughs> yeah, we go. Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, have you, have you played a shot like that since? Have you ever had a lie like that, or even before that? No. Anything as bizarre as that? No, I mean, not because, like I was, like I was saying earlier, usually, like, if, if the ball gets stuck on the tree, it's usually more like, like a thicker tree that the ball you will be between, between little yeah. branches, and it kind of, like, stuck there, and it's usually, uh, you know, you can't even get to it, or, or a palm tree or something like mm. that. Um, so, um, you know, I haven't, thankfully, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had to, uh, to climb any other trees. <laughs> Probably best not to. <laughs> so being Spanish then, Sergio, you must have gained a lot of inspiration and imagination from Seve. How important was he for you growing up, but also then in the transition to, to getting on tour? Well, Andy, uh, 
it definitely him and uh, Olazabal were my um, still are my my two idols uh, growing up. Uh, I, I looked up to them so much, not only for some of the amazing things they did uh, in Ryder Cups, but uh, but you know individually the, the charisma they had and the relationship I was able to build with them uh, as as an amateur and then and then a little bit as a pro. Um, you know, it's a shame that that Sevi left us so uh, you know so early. Uh, such a young age, but um, you know it was uh, the, the way the way they both played, but more than anything, the way Sebi played was was just spectacular. You know, it just drew you, it just sucked you in. Uh, mm. Just the way he was, the way he he played, the way he saw shots and everything, and and it definitely inspired me growing up and 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 being able to see uh, different shots that that maybe some other people couldn't. We don't see that as much anymore, do we? As much as that? Unfortunately not. Unfortunately, uh, with, with all the changes in technology and everything, it's obviously made the game uh, better uh, for everyone. But, uh, you know, you don't move the ball as much anymore. Um, so there's, there are, you see some shots here and there, uh, but it's, it's more when people are offline, you know, yeah. when you have to really create something. Uh, well, as before you could hit like really creative shots off the fairway you know like you have to really work like the ball like hit it way down you know when 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 the balls were a lot spinnier and you you could move it a lot more and with the wind and everything you have to you have to think your way a little bit more than than you do now yeah mm. absolutely i think it's impossible obviously you mentioned jose maria sevi obviously yourself we have to talk about Ryder cup mm -hmm. we have to talk about Ryder cup so what was it like Expecting a round of applause on this one. <laughs> what was it like to? <laughs> so, what was it like to surpass Sevi's record of top point scorer? Uh, well, That's special. Yeah, well, Pierce, the, the the funny thing is, um, I didn't think about. I didn't think about surpassing Sevi and then obviously Faldo uh, and Langer and stuff. Until until it really happened uh, on that on that Sunday afternoon uh, in in Paris, so you know I was the way the way I've always looked at Ryder Cups is and I've always said it you know I'd rather go 0 and 5 and win the Ryder Cup than 5 and 0 and lose the Ryder Cup you know because at the end of the day the Ryder Cup is not about Sergio Garcia it's not about Rory McIlroy it's not about Lee Westwood or Ian Poulter or Justin Rose or whoever you want to choose, it's about Europe itself. Mm -hmm. And and that's I think that's one of the great things that we have and that's why we're so successful at yeah. it. Because we're more worried about what we do as a as a as a group and as a team than what we're doing as, as individuals. Yeah. And and then when, when I was playing um, when I was playing I mean I knew that my my points, my 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 totals points were 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 out there, but uh, but as as the week went on and and, I won a, and we won a couple matches, uh, won a couple matches with uh, with Alex Norin and then with with Rory, I wasn't thinking oh you know I'm on 24 and a half now so if I beat Rory <laughs> if I beat uh, Ricky tomorrow you know I'm gonna be no I was we're all focused on <coughs> getting to at least 14 and a half points winning the winning the single series on. Um, on Sunday and, and making sure that we we, yeah. we won the, the Ryder Cup and and then uh, probably 
when I was when I got to two up and there were like four or five holes to go, then I kind of and, and it looked like the team was going to win and you know everything looked good. Uh, then I kind of thought, well, you know, actually, if, you know, if I win my match, uh, you know, I can I can become highest highest point scorer ever in the history of Ryder Cup and. And um, and then uh, you know it, it got very uh, uh, emotional. Not only because of that, but because of the, the the combination of winning, winning the Ryder Cup, winning, uh, becoming that, and um, you know my wife being there and my brother coming for me and uh, my family being there and and Rosie, Justin Rose was there and was the first one uh, on the 17th hole and he was grinding my head and unbelievable. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, it was pretty unique. And would you say that's the most special moment in your Ryder Cup career? Um, it, it's it's one of them. I, I wouldn't say it's it's the only one. I've, I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate enough to have so many so many great moments. And and I always say it, 99. Even though we lost, I mean that was that was one of the most amazing Ryder Cups uh, for me as as a 19 year old to be able to play there, first year as a pro and 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 to do as well as we did. Unfortunately, we lost it, but um, you know, like Jesper and I, we, we made a great, great team together and, and everything. So, been fortunate to to have a lot of great radical moments, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's been it's been a, an amazing, amazing run, and, and hopefully, uh, we'll be able to help the the Radical team a bit more. Um, you know, a few a few years more. So. It's hard to pick out one moment, isn't it? It's hard. It, it's it's difficult. It's you know, like I said, I, I've been very fortunate to have. So many. I couldn't. Obviously, the the, the last Ryder Cup was was amazing uh, for you know the city, the course, the the weather, uh, the way we played. Um, you know the the team that we beat that, that was so strong and and everything. But um, and the, the the team that we were. Uh, but you know, there's there's so many great moments. Mm -hmm. And you alluded to it as well. You've had a lot of great partners as well. So you've played with a lot of, obviously, very good golfers yeah. and friendships have obviously come out of this. So with that in mind, obviously, Jose Maria, Seve, we're both captains. Do you think that's something that you'd like to do? It looks hard. Yeah, it's, it is hard. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not something that I want to think about it right now uh, because I still, I still want to be a part, hopefully, of uh, at least a couple more Ryder Cup teams. Um, in the future, it's definitely a possibility. Uh, it's it's not easy though, uh, because you know a Ryder Cup, a Ryder Cup captain, it's it's an amazing job to have and and, and, and an unbelievable responsibility. But at the same time, you know I've been I've been a vice captain in 2010, and and you feel you feel so powerless. Yeah. Uh, I think as a captain you feel a little bit more. Uh, you feel a little bit better. But as a as a vice captain, you feel powerless because you're there. You help him. You're helping with everything that you can, anything that the players need. But once they tee off, you can't help them. You you can't tell them anything. You can't give them advice. Only the captain can do that. And you know you're there, and you want to hit the shots, and you can't. <laughs> so um, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is tough. But uh, at the same time, you know it. You know, if you can be a Ryder Cup captain and, and you're lucky enough to be on a successful team, it's uh, it's amazing. But once once you're there, I mean, you do everything that you can do to 
to help your team as much as possible and, and make sure that they can perform uh, to the best of their ability. But, but then you depend on them. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be a great captain and lose and, and they probably kind of scratch you as a, not a great captain, even though for the players you might have been an unbelievable captain. Yeah. And you can be a social captain and if your team plays great, then, then it's, it's great. So, you know, it's, uh, it's probably a little bit un unfair when it comes down to, to the captains because they depend on how the players, yeah. the players play. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, but obviously it's a, it's a, it's a big responsibility and a, an amazing, amazing honor. I'm sure everybody here, and including us, we'd love to see you as captain one day, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, Maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously, the Ryder, you can hear how passionate you are about the Ryder Cup and how special that is to you. But there's also something else you can have that's special now. Let's take a look at this. <laughs> and after so many years, once and for all for Sergio. Glenn Murray is caddy. For Yevon Sergio. Most people play like a tune when they wake up in the morning as their alarm call. Did you play that? <laughs> <laughs> I should. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, that was obviously uh, so special. Uh, such a such a great moment. Something that you know I've been working my my whole career for, and uh, I've been very close, uh, obviously many times, and and unfortunately it didn't happen uh, until 2017. But uh, same thing, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, uh, you know, and also to play it against a, a good friend like mm -hmm. Justin and the way we both played on that, on that Sunday, well, the whole week, but on that Sunday, it was, uh, it was great to, to win it that way. And I think, you know, and sometimes, like last night we were having, uh, we were having dinner, uh, Rosie and myself and our wives and Torbjorn and, and Tony Fleetwood and, and his wife and, and we're kind of joking a little bit. We always joke a little bit about it. And, you know, he always gives me a little bit of a hard time, you know, you know, one of those leaves is mine and <laughs> stuff like that. But, uh, but I think uh, for him and for me to, for both of us to play as well as we did, I mean, unfortunately, one of us had to lose. Mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately for, for him, it was, it was him. But, you know, the, the way we played it, uh, you know, I, I guess we both left the course thinking, you know, I gave it everything, and he left the course thinking the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, I gave it everything. Unfortunately, you know, Sergio was a little bit better than me today. But, you know, it's, it's none of us lost it. You yeah. know, it's just I just kind of won it from him. But uh, it was uh, it was a great match between the two of us, and you know, something uh, obviously tremendously special. Mm -hmm. And no disrespect to Rosie, because obviously he's, he's amazing and. He's already won a major at that yeah. point, and I think everybody in this room, including us as well, we're just rooting for you to just get that yeah. first major. Is that the most special moment in your career? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, when it comes down to a professional career, yes, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely the, the the most uh, the most amazing moment. Uh, obviously, with some of the Ryder Cups involved there, and I've been fortunate to to win uh, some really good events and, and some really good tournaments and uh, many times in Spain and, and you know, all over, all over the world. But, uh, but obviously to win, to win the Masters, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, the Open and the Masters are the, I mean, you obviously like all the majors, but the, the, the Open and the Masters are the ones that you always look, look up to. And, 
once you, I've, I've always said, once you win the Masters, like, uh, you know, you get, to, you get to travel the world with, with the green jacket uh, for that year. They let you, uh, Augusta lets, lets you do that. You realize uh, how, how much bigger, I mean, you know how big the Masters is, but you realize how much bigger it is all over the world. I mean, the people, it's just, they go crazy just for, like, taking a picture with you with the jacket on or just feeling it or something like that. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's amazing and it's, it's, a, it's an amazing honor to, to, to be a part of. You'll never get bored of that video, will you? Huh? You'll no. never get bored of that never. video. Never, yeah. It always gives me goosebumps. <laughs> that, that, that one and the pattern 15 yeah. always yeah. Gives, me, gives me goosebumps. <laughs> amazing. And you, you'll, without doubt, your major career has been, has been very good. Obviously, only the one win. Thank you. But a lot of near misses and obviously played really well in you know, the last 20 years. How did those near misses, did they affect you in a negative way or a positive way? What was your take on it? Well, uh, a bit of both, I must say. I think as, as, I, grew, as I grew older, I realized that, uh, you know, the only thing that you can do is give yourself the best possibility, the best chance of, of winning. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes, uh, you know, you make a mistake here and there and you lose it. Sometimes someone else plays better than you. So I was able to realize that I think the one in 2007 was probably the hardest one uh, because I was, you know, I was a bit younger uh, and, you know, I was so close. I felt like I had it right there and um, it did, it did, it was a little bit harder, you know, the, the week after I remember going back to Spain and kind of walking on the beach and kind of thinking about it and, and being a little bit sad about it. And, but then, you know, I, the more I thought about it, I realized that, you know, yes, you, you, you didn't win the Open. Uh, maybe you should have. Maybe you, you should not, you know. I mean, you didn't win it at the end of the day. But I realized that, you know, instead of when, even when you lose, even when you lose a tournament or a major, and you finish second, instead of looking at, oh, you know, I lost it, there's so many more positives of the week, if you, if you look at it deeply. There's so many more positives than negatives at the end of the day. Yes, there is, there is a big negative, which is I was so close of winning it. I didn't win it. Yeah, but you did so many good things to get to that possibility of winning it. Why would you throw away such a positive week just because you finished second? Yeah. So, um, you know, once you get over that, you realize, you know, I did a lot of great things, and there's so many positives coming out of it. Why don't I focus on those instead of just focusing on, oh, you know, I missed that putt and, you know, yeah. lost it. Yeah, absolutely. And how important were the people around you at that time in terms of to, to help you sort of put things into perspective? Yeah, very important. Uh, my family has always been very important. Uh, they've always been very supportive. Not only my family, all, obviously, all my sponsors. And, um, you know, that's, that's why we have such a great relationship with, uh, with all of, our, all of our sponsors and, and we've been together for so many years. You know, obviously Adidas 20 years this year and, you know, uh, Omega, I think we've, we've been for uh, 18 or 19 years. And so a lot of, a lot of great people around, around me, uh, family and, and, and friends and sponsors that, uh, that, that are always behind us and, and they believe in, in, in my ability and, and, and the way I am and, and, and what I, uh, what I show uh, uh, for the people, you know, so um, that's uh, on those moments it's, it is important to, to have that support. Yeah, and you had a lot of critics over the years around the majors. 
Was it hard to block those out? And how does it feel now to sort of put that to bed in terms mm. of, I've got my major? <coughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I think uh, the same thing as, uh, as we were talking earlier. Like, uh, you know, at the beginning it's a bit harder uh, because they're always telling you, oh, you know, best player to never win a major, something like that. But then as it went on, I, I kind of started trying to look at it a different way. And I thought, well, you know, if they're considering me the best player to never win a major, at least <laughs> they're saying the good. best player, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, so there's something really good there. Yeah. Yeah. Then obviously the second part, we, we're going to try to change it. But, you know, if you, if you look at it, it's better to be the best player to never win a major than to a be nothing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nothing and no major. <laughs> so, um, you know, so that's, that's the way I've, I've tried to look at it, you know, the last, the last few years. And, uh, but now we don't have to look at it anymore. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's <laughs> now it's the best player to only win one major, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and obviously winning the Masters, did you think that was the first one you were going to win? Or did you think it might be one of the other ones? No. Uh, to be top, well, funny enough, um, I think uh, like the first time, like in, when I played the Masters in 99 as an amateur, you know, I finished that week. I had a great week, obviously one low amateur. And I walked out of there and thinking, I'm going to win here at least, at least once. I thought, you know, this course kind of suits, suits me nicely. I like it, you know, it, it, feels, it feels good to me. I've obviously been a huge fan of, of the Open. It's my favorite, favorite event of the year. And, and I've always loved playing Lynch courses and playing here in the UK and, uh, you know, love the crowds, love, love everything about it. And, um, and I thought, uh, <clears throat> you know, like I was saying, in 99 and stuff, I thought, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll win here, but, but I always thought, you know, either the U.S. Open or the British Open are the ones that kind of fit best for me. Yeah. And, uh, and I always felt like those were probably the ones that, uh, that I would kind of do it. Um, funny enough, my first chance was uh, at the PGA. Then, uh, then my, uh, my next best chance was obviously the Open. Um, and then I had another good chance at the PGA. Then I had a couple chances at the U.S. Open. Um, then uh, obviously another second at uh, at the Open. Then finally uh, the Masters came around. So it's uh, I didn't think like later on with the way kind of things have gone at the Masters with me. I I didn't think that 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 was going to be the one that I was going to win first for sure. Uh, but you know it's funny how you know life goes around and uh, you know game and everything and and then i was uh, you know i managed to win my first one there so it's uh, you know it's great inevitable sure. <laughs> so speaking of the open it's just around the corner royal port rush we played there <coughs> i think we scored about 110 something like this yeah. how many on holes did you play on a <laughs> <laughs> um how's the prep going for that are you feeling good about your game yeah it's uh, i'm excited about it like i said earlier you know it's my favorite event of the year um you know i, I love every every bit of it and um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I've been working hard on my game. I feel like, you know, it's, it's, coming, it's coming around nicely. Uh, I had a really good week at Valderrama. Uh, played, played really, really well. Um, probably should have had a better chance of winning, unfortunately. Pats didn't want to drop that, that week. But, you know, that happens sometimes. So, um, you know, I, uh, I took a lot of good positives out of it. And, and I'm excited to, 
to go there, get a good look at the course, uh, feel good for it, and and you know give it a run. It'll be uh, it'll be nice. Yeah, you must feel like you've got some unfinished business there for sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to look at it that way yeah. uh, because uh, I think everything happens for a reason. But, uh, you know, like I said, it is, it is my favorite event and, and I, would love to, I would love to win one before, before I kind of hang the boots um, because, uh, you know, I just, I just loved every, everything about the Open uh, and being European and everything, you, you relate to it so much more. So, um, you know, hopefully... Hopefully, I'll be able to do it. If, if it doesn't happen, it's still fine because I still, I still have so many great memories about it. I still have, you know, such an amazing like relationship with like with the crowds and 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 the way they make me feel and I think the way I make them feel. So, um, you know, there's still a lot of great things about it. But um, you know, if we can if we can get a W there. It'll be you definitely see that when you go to the Open. You definitely see that the the buzz around you yeah. is definitely really good. It's really yeah, cool it's to good watch. Fun. So obviously you must be incredibly proud of your career. 20 years, it's, it's been fantastic. Yeah, but you've you. got a few other reasons to be proud mm -hmm. now, a family. So how has, how has this changed you both on and off the golf course? Because it must be a huge difference in your life. Yeah, it's, it's the biggest change, without a doubt, in, in, in my life. Uh, for, for better, uh, don't get me wrong. But it's, uh, <clears throat> I remember... You know, when I won the Masters, and I always say it, when I won the Masters, everyone was like, oh, you know, your life has changed. And I was like, yeah, a little bit, I guess. Uh, of course, winning, winning a major and winning the Masters, it does change a little bit. But, you know, I've, it's not like I won the Masters, like, on my third year and on tour or something like that. You know, I, I had been there for 17, 18 years. So, so I, I knew what was going on a little bit. But, uh, but when, that, when that little girl... <laughs> You know, just was born. My life changed like this. I mean, instantly. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I know that every every parent can relate to it, but they they say you know until until you become a parent, you you, you don't know it. But it's 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 funny to realize that how can you love someone instantly that you haven't met in your life? It's 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 something that. You, you can you can write it off. You can't describe it. It's just it just happens, and um, you know it's been great. You know we've obviously Angela, Azalea, myself. We've we've had a a great time together growing up. She's she's an unbelievable baby, uh, very smart and beautiful, and you know it's it's so good. So you know we've uh, we've had a great time. And do you think you'll see a little golfer in Azalea? Is, is that something that you'd like? Uh, I don't know. To be totally honest. I mean, Angela wants her to play some kind of instrument, uh, which is great. Um, I love her to do some sports, but I love, I mean, I obviously I'm a golfer, but I love sports. I'm a sportsman, and I love every sport. I love, I love football, I love tennis, I love, obviously, golf, I love Formula One, I love, you know, watching, like, American football and basketball and stuff. So. For me, if she does sports, that's, that's good enough. If it's golf, great. If it's tennis, great. If it's football, great. You know, whatever she wants to do. But, but I think that I've always felt like if you're involved with sports, all that time you, you're spending doing sports, it's healthy and, and it's away from so many other bad things that are yeah. out there. So, you know, anything, anything that, that relates to that, it's, it's great. Superb. 
You do a lot of work, obviously, with children as well through the Sergio Foundation, mm -hmm. the American Junior Golf Association. You must be extremely proud. It's pretty cool, isn't it, knowing that you can help motivate, inspire young golfers of today? Yeah, that's, that's one of the, the things we're more, most proud about. Uh, and, and one of the things that, that uh, fulfills you the most. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, winning tournaments and, and you know, doing great things on the golf course, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, it's amazing and it's what we work for. But to be able to, to make so many people happy uh, just by doing little things here and there with your foundation and, and, and obviously with the AJGA, with the tournament we do and everything, that is, that is the, the, the best thing ever. You know, we've had our foundation since 2002 and we've, um, we've helped so many, so many people. And, and just to see, you know, how little you need to do for, to bring a smile to, to, uh, to some of those kids or some of those families and stuff, it's, um, it's, just, uh, it's just a feeling that it's, uh, you, can, you, you can't put a price on it. Yeah. I suppose golf's, give, golf's given you so much in your life, it's nice to be able to give that little bit back. Definitely, definitely. I think you have to be thankful. Uh, I think that I'm very uh, fortunate to, to have the life that I had, to, to be successful at what I love doing, which is playing golf. And what, what better to do than to, to give back to, to some, of those, some of those families, some of those kids that, mm. that need it. And, and you know, like, like I said, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it's just a little bit of time here and there, a little bit of money here and there, and, and you know, you can, make, you can make a difference in so many people. It's pretty great. Absolutely. Should we get in? We've actually got some questions as well, haven't we, from, from our followers as well, before we yes. get into the crowd with Get the your questions ready, guys. We're going to answer, ask a few more, and then uh, we'll throw the questions out to the audience. So there's just a, a few from ours. What advice would you give to the 20-year-old Sergio? <laughs> Um, well, I would give him some, some advice, but funny enough, not too many, because I think at the end of the day, you know, making mistakes is a way of life. If you don't make any mistakes, you don't learn. And you have to, 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 to grow and to, to become uh, not only a better professional, but a better person. And, and you know, uh, you have to make some mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Um, nobody can go through life without making mistakes. That doesn't that doesn't happen. That doesn't exist. So, so I think uh, you know, there's a couple of things that more than saying don't do those things. I would say be careful when you do this or when you do that. But but I, I would I would still love him to to make some mistakes so he can learn from them and, and become a, a better person at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's great because that goes into another question we have here as well about, you know, how have you learned from a, a perceived failure? So at the time it felt horrible and whether it was at Carnoustie at the Open, you know, how can you, you know, have you had a moment in your career where you've gone, that felt really bad, but actually I'm really glad that happened now as a result? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's been there's been several. Uh, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> one that comes to mind uh, was the end of uh, 2000, uh, beginning of 2009. Um, you know, obviously, was in a relationship, uh, strong relationship, and, and and that that finished. And and you know, I went through like a year, year and a half of like tough, like mental decisions. You know, and and 
and I was, you know, I was a little bit kind of blaming golf for what happened and, and, and things like that. And, but then the beautiful thing about that is, you know, I learned from it and, and now, you know, now I have a beautiful family, I have a beautiful wife and a beautiful kid and, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm loving every, every bit of it. So I don't know if that would not happen if I would still have that or not. So, um, you know, I tried to, even though it was really hard, you know, I tried to learn from it and, and you know, hopefully it made me, you know, made me realize that maybe I needed to do some things differently in my relationship to, to be able to, to work it together uh, with my partner and stuff like that and, and be able to create a family, which is one of the things that I wanted to do my whole life. So, um, you know, some of those things, you, you have to go through them to, um, you know, to, to realize them, I guess. Absolutely. Brilliant. Uh, what, do you, what do you believe is your superpower on the golf course? <laughs> uh, my superpower, my superpower, you know, being Adidas, uh, it has to be creation. You know, uh, I think that I've always, I've always felt like uh, I'm good at seeing shots, creating shots uh, in, in difficult situations. Um, and like I said earlier, uh, I don't know if it's because, you know, Sevi and Olazaba were my, my idols and, and they could see shots where some, some people couldn't see them. Uh, so, so sometimes, you know, like I see, I can see some of the shots and, and for example, you know, uh, two weeks ago at Balderrama, uh, on Saturday, on like for example, on the 16th hole, um, I remember I hit a, I, I hit a really, nice, I, mean, I hit it, my T-shirt, I hit a little right, just just off the fairway, and there were, you know, all the oak trees were there, and there was a possibility of of hitting like a low, kind of slice. Uh, tried to run it up to the green, but there was a tree like probably about 100 yards away that. Could get in the way, you know. So it was a, it, it wasn't an easy shot to get to the green. So then I started looking, and you know, there's nothing over here, and kind of looked up, and I saw a gap. So I got probably, probably as big as this lamp, if you put it this yeah. way, instead of the, so. So it's probably, you know, a gap like this in between the trees there. And I was like, okay, you know, I had, I think I had 149 yards, a little bit into the wind. I thought, okay, good lie. So 99, 9-9 should get me the right. You know, I feel like if I hit wedge, I have to hit it too hard and I might not get there. So it's gonna be like a comfortable drawing 9-9. I think that the trajectory should be pretty good. <coughs> Just hopefully I get it the right way and it doesn't hit anything. And I hit it, it came out perfect, straight through the gap, little draw, bounced about three years short of the hole, spun a little left, left me about a 10 foot up the hill, rolled it in for birdie. And uh, I remember I was, walking, I was walking to the green and one of the commentators that was, that was coming to my group started going like. <laughs> 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 so I guess some of those shots, you know, you have to see them. Yeah. Uh, it's not just like standing there, you have to see that, you know, the, the gaps here and there. And uh, I was able to see that. And so, so I like to kind of create a little bit there, here and there. That's a pretty good superpower. It is. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, one more question from us before we get out to the Q&A with the uh, people in the audience. Um, have you seen the impersonations from Connor sketches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually know him, and uh, we, have, we had a really good relationship, uh, a really good conversation at the players. Uh, he was there. We were, we were at a, um, the, um, uh, what do you call it? 
the chairman, the commissioner, uh, mm -hmm. Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, he, he had a little get together there and um, my wife and I, Angela and I, we went there and, and he was there. He was doing a little sketch there and we were talking to him a little bit and, uh, and, and it was interesting because I met him, I actually met him like, I think it was like eight or ten years ago in, uh, in a tournament in New York. I took a picture with him and, and his dad. Obviously, he, he wasn't doing impersonations like, like now, like he does now. But um, we're talking about it a little bit, and, and, uh, and he was telling us that, uh, that his key two players are uh, Poltz, Ian Poulter, and myself. Okay. So he's like, you know, you two are the ones that I enjoy the most doing, and I think I do the best. So I either, so he said to me, so if you notice, either I start with one of you and finish with the other one, okay. or uh, so either I start with one of you, mm -hmm. or I finish with one of you, all of my sketches. So um, yeah, so that was, that was pretty cool. You like it? But he's good. good. <laughs> he's very I'm good. not sure about the laugh. <laughs> other than that, it's good. And he told me that. I was like, what's going on with the laugh? I don't laugh like that. He's like, I know, but I did it once, and you know, kind of. <laughs> People, People kind of liked it, and <laughs> I just went with it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, so um, any questions out here in the crowd? We've got some mics around. Dan, I think, is going to throw those out. So any just put your hands Sergio? up, yeah. Get your hands you up questions? if you haven't think. Must have oh, some one of the down here. here. Sergio, what was the best advice that Sevi gave you? Um, let's see. He uh, he was he was a very interesting interesting man to to listen to. Um, I think that uh, you know obviously he he always he always told me just be yourself, um, enjoy enjoy what you do, uh, and just just believe in yourself. But uh, but more I think just be be truthful. You know be be yourself and. You know, people will love you for who you are, uh, not not what you are. You know. Good. Anything else? Got one at the back there, maybe. Yeah, one at the back. Sergio, you talked about the uh, Open Where being you? your next favorite oh, uh, or potential major. Do you have a favorite venue and why? Uh, you mean at the Open? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I. Uh, I heard Portrush looks looks amazing. Uh, I want to say I've, I've played it a long time as an amateur, but I, I can't even remember. Uh, it's been a long time. But um, as uh, as open venues, I mean, obviously St Andrews is it's amazing for history and stuff. But as a venue itself, I love Carnoustie. I think it's it's one of the best courses we play, and uh, and I also love uh, Muirfield. Uh, which I, I was able to win the the, old, the, the amateur there, and but I think it's those two are are really uh, really amazing links courses. Very good. Any more questions? We got time for one more, maybe. One more, yeah. Just Here the we front. go. He's got your shirt on, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, Sergio. Um, if you had a dream four ball, who would be a part of it? Um, live or. Dead or it doesn't matter. Just the foursome is, is is tough because, I mean, I don't know. There's so many people that uh, that I love to put in there. Obviously, starting with family. You know, my 
my dad and my wife and, and you know, maybe Azalea when she grows up and stuff like that. But uh, as it comes down to like golf, I would probably say Seve. Um, I would love to put Ben Hogan in there. Um, and then, I don't know, uh, maybe, maybe like uh, Jack Nicklaus on his prime. Um, I mean, obviously all of Havel, but, uh, and then as a sportsman, um, you know, I, um, I've always, I've always enjoyed Michael Jordan uh, and, uh, you know, guys like, for example, Garth Bell, he's a friend of mine and he loves, he loves his golf um, and maybe, um, I don't know, some, another footballer or something like that, uh, or maybe, maybe like a tennis player, like Juan Carlos Ferrer or Rafa Nadal, you know, some of, some of my friends, so. So an eight ball. A lot. <laughs> Maybe an eight a twelve. Ball. A lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, we'll, we'll just rent the whole course. <laughs> Take all Super. the time. <laughs> thank you so much. Right, Sergio, thank you so much for your time. We've got a little bit more Pleasure. fun outside on the golf course in the moment. Good. But if everyone can have a big round of applause, please, for Sergio. I'll see you. Okay, I'm so. Two. <laughs> and it's two. Three. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Me and My Golf podcast. We hope you enjoyed that and got some value from that. And if you did, then please share that episode with a friend. And if you can do us a real big favor and head over to iTunes and leave us a review, it really does help this podcast grow and reach more golfers. And Our mission is to help as many golfers around the world as we can play some better golf. So it really would mean a lot to us. One question that we get asked a lot is, Andy Pierce, how can we get coaching from you? Well, now you can have myself and Pierce as your very own personal online golf coach. And we've created a a platform that infuses our coaching experience and philosophy into a fantastic community that's packed full of weekly videos that will really help transform your golf. We've got coaching plans on specific areas in the game. We have a shot fixer section, which really enables you to fix your faults fast so you can see results immediately on the golf course. And we really want to build a a tribe of golfers that are committed to playing the best golf of their lives. And like I say now, this is the closest thing that you're going to experience to get me and Pierce on the lesson tee with you. And we'd love to have you part of this fantastic community. So head over to meandmygolf.com. And look, have a go. We have a 14-day free trial that you can take advantage of, see what it's like, and if it fits right for you, then fantastic. And we'll hope to see you there. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Me and My Golf podcast.